when you need milk for Zoe and a cold brew for yourself. Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com slash Boost. This episode of Turntables, Hip Hop, Culture, and Beyond is presented by Spaces Philly. Check out SpacesPhilly.com for an assortment of podcasts like The Mark and Dark Show, Both Sides, Nergasm Talk, No Gimmicks Needed, and the upcoming series, Well Fed. Spaces Philly, curating the culture. Then let's start the show. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? <sighs> Welcome back to another episode of Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. I am your favorite hip hop head. Nina, what do you be oh, doing? Oh. <laughs> Every time we had this. Alright. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> let me do this again. Okay. This is your favorite resident female hip-hop head, Nina. Mm-hmm. And to my left, my ever-present, always trouble, <laughs> favorite co-host, <laughs> Mr. Joe Franklin, a.k.a. Left Brain. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, follow me on um, Instagram at left underscore brain 88. Follow me on Twitter at May underscore Franklin. Also, check out Junk Thoughts, Sober Tongue. I have another episode up so you guys can uh, listen to it and tell me what you think. And also, discuss it with me. to um, Give your feedback, weigh in on the topics and all of that. He wouldn't be all soft-spoken now, but we was just talking about their high school experience and they was in here wilding the fuck out. But all right, we're going we gonna to leave it alone. So, we're going to start our show today with the hip-hop fact. So, the overarching theme of the show is hip-hop record labels today. Mm -hmm. So, that is our hip-hop fact. And it is about the first hip-hop-based record label, which was Sugar Hill Records. Mm -hmm. It was founded in 1979 by Sylvia and Joe Robinson, uh, Milton Malden, and with some financial backing from Morris Levy, who you may remember from the... as a character from the Why Do Fools Fall in Love movie. Uh, And there's the first record... Was hip hop the, the their first record was hip hop's first mainstream hit, "Rappers Delight" mm-hmm. by Sugar Hill Gang, mm-hmm. and then their roster grew to include acts like Sequence, aka Angie B, hey. also known as Angie Snow. Mm-hmm. First of all, she old out here in these streets, but all right, Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five, and the Funky Four Plus One, among many others. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh that's our hip hop fact for today. Um, I mean. That should tell you. We we about to get into it today because that's a legacy right there to follow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are? I'm listening. I'm just, <laughs> See? <laughs> no, I'm not. You do your No, thing. bro. All right. But it's cool. We're going to move on and push the fader. So I was told I needed to make these a little simpler. Please do. I got cut off my headphones. Please do. I was told I need to make this a little simpler and um, I got the song that I think if you know your oldies, should be pretty simple. She finna shame me. I'm not finna shame you, but I I am gonna give you a little less slack if you don't catch this one. Okay. All right. I'm gonna cut it on. First of all, let me cut the media up so they can hear it because this song for some reason is a little low. All right, you let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. 
Look at you and shit. No, but that's like, come on, that's clearly, that's like, I feel like that's one of his biggest hits. Clearly, Mr. Benzo's doing, uh, I don't know the name of the song, I think it's, uh, don't you know that? It is. That's the name of the song? You got one! Hey. Look at the Lord. the level. Look at the Lord. See, now we gotta, uh, now we gotta bring up the actual song. You know how we do. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you did guess it right, I'm proud. That's like one of his biggest hits, though. That's our that was a big, but my, my eight-year-old niece should know that one. Just <laughs> the thing, though, I played stuff that I thought was obvious, and y'all ain't yeah, get man, it. Get it? Yeah, that's true. Okay, so that, makes sense. that was very obvious, mm-hmm. and that's why I gave you that one. So I'm gonna play the original just a little bit. This, this is one of my favorite Lisa Vandross songs, by the way. This reminds me of waking up eight o'clock in the morning at Lock King because I got <laughs> class, and somebody. Kept that CD on all night. <laughs> it always no. came back to this song at a specific time. Bruh, I'm gonna let it play a little bit into the first verse. I got your love. You need to look no further. Don't you know that? Don't you know that? We not going okay. we not trying to get y'all out here. Okay. I mean, if y'all want to sign, it's cool. I I be somebody's backup singer all day. Hey. But um, yes. I know that struggle because my my roommate had an iPod. She was a little more advanced. But she put this one playlist on that was her sleep playlist. And every time, it never failed. Every time I came in the room, Overjoyed by Stevie Wonder was on. Do you understand? I couldn't listen to that song for a smooth five years after we left. I was just like, I can't do it. (laughs) Every time, when I woke up, when I came back from class, when I was typing papers, (laughs) she in bed sleep over time. I'm like, look, girl. You look that much joy. <laughs> I love Stevie. Stevie is one of my favorites, but what the hell? Right. Y'all know I'm a whispers guy. 100%. But it's cool. <laughs> Everything with the whispers is love to me. You and your whispers. Lady. Oh my gosh. But you know what time it is? We are going to drop the needle and start the cipher. That was a bell. That wasn't the needle, people. I'm you sorry. You always do a sound effect. <laughs> it's a bell. I missed. Listen. My God. But as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are going to be talking about record labels today, specifically hip-hop-based record labels, and how they contrast to like the big machines that are regular record labels, like your your Columbia's, your Atlantic's, things like that, um, and how much impact they had on the game. Because it's like we have, they still are out here making big money off of us. Um, because a lot of the hip hop labels have kind of died down. I mean, like from their heyday. Because right. they're still around. Like, Def Jam's still around. Um, bad Boy, I believe, is still around. But we're going to get to Bad Boy. We're going to get to them. I'm going to start. Well, more let me ask you, is uh, Bad Boy under. Uh, is Bad Boy just Bad Boy or is it under like Atlantic or Epic or something like that? Like a bigger... I think Bad Boy was always just... Bad Boy? Oh, wow. Like he was... On, I think it was under like one of those smaller labels back mm-hmm. in the day. Like some, one of them he like might have came from. Okay. Because he worked for Diddy. Worked for labels um, before he got on. Like before he started Bad Boy. Right. But um, 
I think I would think now all the money he had, I sh- and he seems to have enough business acumen to be like, I'm gonna just do this myself mm. because who the fuck else? No, like, so it's like, so I pulled up a couple articles when I was doing like the research for this, trying to figure out a topic, just trying to figure out like how successful these um hip-hop based labels are especially in contrast to the regular labels Mm -hmm. so i pulled up this let me see when this article was posted then we can get into it of course it don't have a date but i pulled up this article that tells us the most successful labels in hip-hop of course number one is def jam right they're the powerhouse Mm -hmm. um they've had 152 chart and tracks, 48 chart and artists. Cumulative weeks on the chart have been 1925, like 1,925 weeks on the chart. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just give y'all the rundown after that. This is in order from two to ten. Mm-hmm. Young Money, Rockefeller, mm-hmm. Jive, which is a regular, yeah. uh, Bad Boy, Grand Hustle, Shady, Rough House, Cash Money, and Columbia. Mm. So to think about it in the grand scheme of things, for a long time we were making our own money. Um, like we were, it was you had a bunch of colored faces behind the table, yeah. ultimately making the decisions. Like you had some of these labels were backed by bigger labels, right? Um, but these the labels on this list mostly are the decisions are made by people who are in the game. For one, thinking about it, looking at all of these labels here, I think all of them here were started by rappers. Mm-hmm. Besides Def Jam and the other two labels that are just regular ass labels, Jive and Columbia, yeah. Young Money, Bad Boy, Grand Hustle. I'm not going to, I guess Bad Boy, he was in the industry. I'm not calling Diddy a rapper, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grand mm-hmm. Hustle, Shady, um, and Cash Money. So it's like I think it does help overall in it. I hope I think it helps to know the game somewhat mm. to like get a label off the ground because you know what what sells. You know what you need to do. It's, it's not just some A and R machine who's like, well, I think that the kids will like no. Yeah. So I'm gonna break it down because Def Jam, of course, is the the original. Like not the original. We talked about the original. That's Sugar Hill. But Def Jam, I think, was, like, the first really big powerhouse with, like, staying power. Like, they were a mainstay. They've been around since the 80s, and they're still Still, around. Still pumping out artists because now I'm pretty sure they have. They've been able to maintain by getting um, big artists now. Mm -hmm. Like, they they still have relevant artists. So, let me, I just looked at their, their, um... My question is, I want to know how they were able to, what kind of pitch did they give to these artists to say, I know you've been killing it independently, but I wonder how they was able to get them to sign on the dotted line. And the only reason why I asked that is because with all of these outlets, it's almost like I don't need you for anything. And in order for you to sign me, I have to have a huge following anyway. So what am I benefiting? Uh-huh. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know how they pitch that business. Though. It's 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 impressive if you ask me. That's my point of it. It is because I know back in the day they used to have Chris Lighty. Right. 
he was under Def Jam under umbrella and he really went after some of the big artists that they had way back in the day. Um, because he knew the culture. He knew how to get people in. He knew how to finesse and have them come over. Back then it wasn't as easy. Like today, I really honestly think it's just the... A lot of these artists I'm looking at are actually on smaller labels that are under the Def Jam umbrella. Mm -hmm. Like they list Kanye, Pusha T, and Tiana Taylor, but I know for a fact that Kanye has good music and he has them under his umbrella. Right. So I think more so... Looking at this list of folks, a lot of them are just under somebody else. Um, and they just fall under the big umbrella of Def Jam. But, because you were met, like, think about it. If you were an artist now, especially since it is a little easier to be an independent artist. If you're an artist, if you want to be under any label, and you want to have a label that's trying to woo you and entice you, who would you want it to be? Def Jam. A Def Jam. Yeah. Because they've been a mainstay. They are essentially hip-hop culture through and through you've had people on you had a list of infamous artists on there you know you got your ella cool j's your vc boys from back in the day dmx like it's just, you had so many like just a lot of people who run through def jam who are credible artists mm-hmm. and pioneers so i don't know if it would be a hard sell for that now if i was a, if i was somebody like a chance the rapper mm-hmm. and he apparently still has been like fuck y'all because he's still mm. independent right. but this they have a machine like that mm. can work for you if they do it right because you see in the case of a tiana taylor where i personally i see some people who be like i don't get it i don't really like her i don't think she's bad I think she's but she's never had the right team behind her for real mm. when she was with pharrell when she was with Kanye, she just never had the right team to really get her out there, to really push her. They don't. I think. I don't think they don't know where to put her. But if you do it right, you can come out like a. I'm looking here at this list of people. Two Chains, Two Chains has been rocking for a minute, but he was out before that. He had a little clout behind Did his name. Won. Yes, Big Sean, Dave East, Nas. Vince Staples, Justin Bieber is on Jeff Jam. Who knew? But look look at them. Look at the, the success they've had in their own little niche markets. Um, so you got a big machine behind you when you know you really can't, like you really don't. The, my only thing is, I guess what I'm, the reason why I say that the problem is, is when you got that bigger machine, mm-hmm. you realize there's a line of artists so my question would be where am i in terms of priority because i got a big following Mm -hmm. the problem is i don't have a kanye following i don't have uh justin bieber following Mm -hmm. then the other thing is i'm not sure if you know my audience yeah. So that's another thing. So I guess that's where I question where the look. Okay, look, historically speaking, Dove Jam would never be a tough sell. But in this market where you can talk to the consumer directly as an mm-hmm. artist, what can you do for me, or what can you pitch to my audience in particular that I don't already know? Like you know what I mean? But I think honestly, because you can talk to your consumer directly, mm-hmm. what 
what would it hurt to have a big uh, like a machine behind you. Mm. If it's like you're eat, you're not going to um, like you're not going to lose your followers because you signed somewhere. Mm-mm. They still won't follow you. They still probably won't buy your records. But now it'll be instead of it just being like you put it out, it'll be like oh, you know, Def Jam puts it out, Atlantic puts it out, and then you're gonna buy it either way or you're gonna stream it. So. I guess it's like, can it hurt? It can if you sign the wrong deal. But in 2018, after all the all the stuff that you've heard about people signing crazy deals, it boggles my mind that people would still be out here signing ridiculous deals. I that T's last album. She said it didn't sound like nothing. The one she was going to put out. Mm-hmm. She said when Kanye was done with it, he mixed and mastered and did something to it. Uh, she he mixed and mastered there's something to it and the album that was actually put out sounded nothing like the one she was essentially wanting to put out I mean but let's be honest I like it <laughs> but let's be honest it's just that's that's what that's the control you lose Ooh. but it depends yeah. on who you're working with when you're working with somebody who let's be real is a narcissist like Kanye West mm-hmm. who will go and put his stamp on it then yeah. You risk that, but more than likely, when you're at other labels, it's like, all right, we bringing these producers for you. You write your stuff, and I'm not gonna say that it's always like that. That you always have all the creative control because there are times where they're like, we don't have anything that's a radio song. Now that's something that you you have to deal with. We don't have anything that's a radio song. If you're a battle rapper, say you're a, a rapper from Philly, let's mm-hmm. be real, and you're not somebody who makes songs with hooks in the the label comes in and is like, this sounds cool because this is what we signed you for. However, yeah. we need a radio play. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, well, now I got to go make a bullshit song that y'all can play on the radio to add to the album. And it may throw off the project or whatever. However, you still, I think in the end, mm-hmm. for the most part, you have your... Um, you have control mm-hmm. now. If you own an album, own a, a label like a good music, then you kind of stuck mm-hmm. because look at Pusha T. Yeah. I'm be honest with you, Pusha T. I understand his whole gimmick is he he pushes weight. I get it, Pusha Terrence. But why? I want to know what his original album artwork was. Because mm. I'm sure it was something that probably related to the album as well. Mm. Why would you all of a sudden want to put a picture of Whitney's bathroom on the cover? You're absolutely right. Like, absolutely right. and it wasn't even like it was something like he called him and was like, "Hey, um, so let me know what you think." He was like, "Oh, this is my album artwork. It was changed last night, and mm. here it is." Like, it's not even like, "Oh, well, I thought this was great," and he probably you know what the fuck it was to be honest with you. Push it to hang that old. Like, ain't he around our age? Uh, yeah, 35, 36. Really? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm sorry. Like they, uh, <laughs> Yo, uh, get out of here. Grinding came out in 2002, 2003. 2002, Get the fuck. Yeah, I did not know that. He is 41. Yeah, he's out there. He's out okay, there. well, he might have known. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I take it back. Yeah. I, why did I think he was so much younger than he is? I think we forget about... Like, I 
clearly I didn't forget about the clips, but I just thought they were younger because you hear about people coming in the game all the time when they're young, mm-hmm. fresh out of you're high not, school and you're all not that. Thinking that how much time goes past. Like, yes, because grinding definitely like come out when I. <sighs> Hold on now, school. I gotta, I gotta, because I had that album. Lord Dylan did come out in middle school. God damn. Yeah, I'm so the thing, no, but I'm having a moment. <laughs> like, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. The thing about God like, damn. at that time, the reason why I don't think about the age, because at that time I wasn't big. I wasn't sold on them. The song I was catchy, it. but I wasn't sold on them because this is, hey, listen, Grinding was a cool record, but. Mm-hmm. Think about the juggernauts at that time. Beanie Siegel was still hot. Kiss, Styles, everybody was still doing their thing. So it depends on where you were at though with hip hop mm. at that time. Because to be honest with you, I was definitely into hip hop. Yeah. But yeah. I wasn't so much into like Beans. Yeah. Okay. And Jada Kiss and all that at that time because I was in middle school. Yeah. That's not like <laughs> my dad was going out there and trying to police what albums I was buying. Okay. Like they had to be edited and shit. Mm-hmm. And I had the edited Fifty Cent album, my dude. Yeah, because I, I didn't buy it myself. Yeah, I get it, but so it was like what? Very good. But, but you, so it's like you not. Yeah, you're not in tune with it. Yeah, but. I enjoyed it. I liked that first album. Hmm. I mean, that's another that's another uh, label right there, Star Trek. Which I, is it done now? Has it dissolved? And like, and that's the thing. Like, cause I get that she wasn't, but I was. So like, yeah. So he that, wasn't really here with it. Like with the clips, like they was cool though. Like it was a it was a cool you know thing, but. We want to listen to the Juggernauts. <laughs> you yeah, you want to like listen everybody. to the stuff that was big. The best, the best. Because grinding was huge it at was, the time. It was a huge record, yeah. But, and it was especially huge with our demographic because, you know, boys was banging on the desk and mm-hmm. trying to, trying to, everybody was trying to rap, exactly. trying to rap to it. We was doing steps and mm-hmm. all that to it. It was a whole big thing. But if you was like, I have other stuff to listen to, yeah, I could it, see why you'd be like, yeah, that's whatever. When you, when we was that age, right? Mm-hmm. And you was uh again you banged on the lunch table, but the biggest thing at that time, and it just wasn't nothing that could overshadow it, was the battle raps like the the, the beans versus kiss, the J and Nas like around that time. That was that time. Yeah, that was the takeover versus Ether. Yeah, era. and then which spilled over into the Beanie versus Nas and Beanie versus Jada Kiss, State Property versus D Block. Mm-hmm. With all of that which, going on, now that I will say. It, what I could get of it mm-hmm. was dope. Yeah. That was a time where it was like, I wish we had talked about this when we were talking about beefing and all that other shit. But that was a time when it was real dope to like, y'all was going back. They was going to each other's heads. Yeah. And it was it was real yeah. rap. No pun intended. But no, it was it just was. like... Listen, it was so big that those mix... First of all, the mixtapes, it was mixtapes with nothing but disc records. And they were selling them everywhere. They were selling them in Kicks USA. Like, they were selling mixtapes full of disc records. uh, It wasn't even like mixtapes with songs and your favorite songs. and It was mixtapes full of disc records sold in the most obscure stores ever. Like, it was crazy. That's how big it was at the time. And my little behind... Walking 18 blocks just to go buy one. Because <laughs> it was $5. I'm sorry. Can we talk about how bad 
bad boy has fell off to the point where I type in bad boy in Google and the first thing that comes up is um some overseas band. Only a K pop band. Right. And um G Easy's Machine Gun Kelly this. What? <laughs> I'm gonna click on Bad Boy Record. I thought people gave G Easy a lot of flag. I actually liked the diss record. I don't I didn't listen to G Easy. I didn't even know he was like I knew he was involved, but I didn't know he had a diss record. I'm being honest with you. I just was like, all right, That's I'm it. done after the No Limit record, mm-hmm. and I was like, Cardi, Cardi B, Bel Calice <laughs> came on your song and bodied you. She did, but that's, what to beat? But but in all fairness, that's not a G Easy record. That's not him. That's, that's not his, what he does. That's his album, though. I mean, that's I his know, song, though. Yeah, but that's that that single was a reach. That was a masses reach. That was a reach. That's okay. not his style. All right, all. I'll give and, you that. And, and, I mean, I don't know, boy. No, that's I, the first time I ever heard him. I so. understand that one hundred percent. To be honest with you, that's that's the first time because he's from the Bay, and you think about it, it's mm-hmm. not a lot of artists from the Bay that you know of that it's really got hit. Lot. That really yeah. got hit and and got we love E40, far reach. But that's what I'm saying. We love yeah. E40, but even you he don't, don't really have. know. The only reason I know any Bay music, any hyphy music, is because I went to school with um, some chicks who was from the Bay Area, and I don't really know it like that. I mm-hmm. know of it. I've heard it, and I'm like, it's alright. But this is not something I can see popping over here. No, it's, it's kind of like what well, all West Coast rap is. Kind of, it's a lot different. They have a different way of life. Even in the hood, it's like. The environment is different. Yeah, the culture is different. Yeah, it's a different. It's culture. like everybody's so much more laid back and chill, and you that reflects in the way they they rap. Yeah, yeah. Unless we're talking about Death Row Records, because we, we I gotta keep us on track here. Yeah. Death Row, Death Row, Death Row, and Ruthless Records. They, they, <laughs> I, they East Coast influence though, so that's tough. Who? If you, if Ruthless, first of all, Ruthless was East Coast influence, wasn't it? No. Ruthless was Easy e No, but I'm saying... Through like, and but, through. But, no, no, no. But think about it, though, because Ice Cube wrote a lot of that. But all of them were Ice from... Cube, Ice Cube. Right, right, right. But Ice Cube got his gangster style from Ice-T. Who, who was also from the West Coast. Right, but who got his gangster rap style from Schooly D. I'll give you the slow cadence thing, but the like it wasn't intricate. That's what if we going by style and and wordplay, it wasn't that. I just honestly, because Ren was the best as far as like flow. I think MC Ren was probably the closest. Oh thing. yeah, because nobody else nah. was really killing it. Nah. We can't count Ice Cube because he was never on ruthless. But oh well, he was as N W as an N W A member, but not by that. himself, right? Uh. But yeah, looking at this roster of people they had, Easy E, MC Ren, NWA, JJ Fed, which I mentioned, I don't know if we posted this episode a while ago when we were talking about women in hip hop and how they gave JJ Fed no credit, bro. Right. Because JJ Fed was the first, first one right? on Roots' records who really got everybody else going because uh, Supersonic was huge. All right, nobody, and they ain't give them no. Fa- they first of all, they ain't talk about no women in NWA movie. No. That was the, that was the biggest issue I had in that movie. Mm-hmm. They they put everything under the rug for Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. uh, all the shit that he was doing. They didn't talk about nothing what Michelle did because she was another person who was cranking out hits at the time. Yeah. and they ain't talk about nothing JJ Fad did for Ruth's records. But mm-hmm. fine, we not we not 
I ain't arguing it. I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm but, not arguing it. Uh, Dr. Dre, Bone Thugs and Harmony, all I of the them. said bones by themselves. <laughs> I, I, oh, come on. I love Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, I didn't know Hobson was on Re- Ruthless Records. Hobson's pretty dope. Didn't know that. He was on there till 2010. I didn't even know Ruthless Records was still around. It's not anymore, I don't think. The, well, there is. Well, at that, even at that time. Literally one person, Lil Easy E. Is <laughs> the only one on Ruthless Records. I'm not doing this. <laughs> but even down to Above the Law, I thought that was a dope crew for uh, for that time period. I thought Above the Law was dope. They can go, but Ren, if we talking lyrical, being lyrical and, and flow, MC Ren was the best. Uh, to my personal opinion. My personal I don't opinion. think they was going to have... They was gonna have the same power. They didn't have enough people for real. Like they didn't have enough huge acts yeah. to keep them above board. It's kind of like a lot of these small labels fold, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like they either don't have the money to stay afloat, or they just don't like because you gotta have money coming in, and if you don't have money coming in, you gotta have some money somewhere to sustain it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a whole lot of money. Like just sitting, mm-hmm. how you want to sustain a record label when you only got a few artists that's really popping? Yeah, that's a point. So, yeah. oh, everybody was with that from. <laughs> and, and listen, everybody I'm looking down, from. going down this list. Everybody really everybody was, was with, with Death, Death Row. Did I see Petey Pablo? No. What I'm saying. Petey Pablo was with Death Row. Wow. I mean, they had some some big names. And I didn't even know above. So above the law was with both. It says uh, above the law was with Death Row for. A oh, okay. Years. Well, yeah. But this was before, right before, it really started going real downhill because above everything else that mm-hmm. Shaq Knight was doing, he was a horrible businessman. Wow, Let's be real. I know because knew that. a lot of because he was doing shady shit. Okay. He was doing like I remember seeing in the Michelle story where she was saying that they were supposedly married. But they were... Were they really married? I feel like it was some shady shit that went on. And they weren't actually married. Uh, but he was putting shit in her name. Okay. And it was just weird. It was crazy stuff happening. Like, he was doing real weird stuff. And I'm not saying that he was a horrible businessman to the point where he couldn't have run this label. Uh, because the label got... It was run. But it was run reckless. Yeah. But it survived for a couple decades. So I can't be like, oh, well, not a couple decades. I want to say like 15 or so years before it went belly up. It says it filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 20, uh, 2006. So it was around for about 15 years before it was done. But they had a whole huge roster of artists. The problem is. They had a roster of artists that couldn't go nowhere else. Or it was some crazy shit. More than half that roster, I never... You never never even heard of. And that's my... Which is why I said, is it worth signing to a big label nowadays? Only because they can pitch you something. They can pitch you an idea, but they can't guarantee you that you're going to be the number one focal point. Nope. You know what I mean? Nope. And that's where it gets tough. I mean, a lot of artists have talked about that. Like, um, and that's across hip-hop, R&B, pop, all that. Where it's like, I was pop. I was popping. I was hot. And then somebody else who was a better version of me, essentially, Mm -hmm. came along and they didn't need me no more. Right. Um, I I see that all the time, especially when, like, the the show, like, Unsung or whatever on TV Mm -hmm. One. It's always like, I was cool. I had some hits. And then some, and then, like, Whitney Houston came. (laughs) 
then <laughs> my whole career was over. Which and happens, it was like, let's be honest, it doesn't matter if you're a gold or platinum artist, it's still levels to it. Mm-hmm. You could be a platinum artist, you could be a consistent platinum artist, but if somebody like 50 Cent come out and go diamond, yeah, you gonna be on the shelf. You, <laughs> I say, you get the back seat, right? And that sucks. Cause it's like real. looking at this, they had a good run of hits, but it was like they was never really going to have longevity for real with the way shit was running over right, there. No, cause they was listen, man. Ever listen, and uh, I mean, they did, they did some crazy shit for hip hop. You releasing the chronic and doggy style, even the above the rim soundtrack, which was dope. You can't have people out here drinking piss and expect that your business going to stay alive. <laughs> That's real, bro. Like, come on, that man. That is real. When I heard that in the corrupt interview, I was like, you, are you serious? He said the dude that was drinking piss <laughs> wasn't even like that. He was a regular working dude. Exactly. And come made on, them all man. piss in a cup. Mind you, made everybody in the death row office. People out here who is fucking anything, yeah. smoking anything, drinking, drinking anything, anything, piss in a cup. It made this man. I'd have quit. I'd have been like, you know what? Some um, smell us. Let's smell us stay. <laughs> That's I'll what happened. Just um. That's what happened. Listen, y'all. I'll, I'll be, be out. Thanks. He said that was his last day. I was like, I would have never. Like I w- no. There's no I'm way. Show my face again after you just nah. Oh excuse me. Sorry y'all. But I want to get a little because I don't want to go too far over. I want to get um. I want to cover a few things. At least we got to do at least the major labels from each coast. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna jump all the way to um, the East Coast just yet. I'm gonna talk about the South because, like my man Three Stacks said, South got something to say. We never really listened to them. Yeah, no, no. They really did. Like the South really had some popping artists, but they never. I don't think they ever really got the recognition that they they should have. Like. If we, if we look at it, cause I I pulled up rap a lot. Rap a lot really only had, but so many artists. The thing about the South is hard to. It was hard to give the South recognition because of it's not just a talent thing because they had the talent, but it was the drama. I honestly think that the South it was it was just a different. Just like the West Coast. But some mm-hmm. people on the East Coast, it's hard for them to get into any West Coast rap because it's just like, I can't I can't get with it. But people, like, give it a chance anyway. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like they weren't so willing to give the South a chance unless you was in the South. Like, mm-hmm. I can't tell you, To be honest with you, I'm not even going to front and be like, I listen to a bunch of uh, Southern-based rap except, like, Outkast, Trick Daddy, Trina. Because they still relatively close to where we at, but once you start swinging over to Texas and shit, that's what I'm saying. Cause I'm I, like, I don't. That's completely out my my realm. Like I heard a Scarface, I heard that, a Ghetto Boys. That's voice. who I listen to. Number one, because my uncle listened to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mind playing tricks on me. Um, now then, I heard, I of course heard the mind playing tricks on me. And then the other thing was when Scarface was working with state property he's working with beans and mm-hmm. so it was like all right so you heard like i know i heard scarface in the um what's the joint the ride or die yeah the ride or die joint and i was like oh word, scarface like because i never really like i heard some of the ghetto boy stuff but yeah. i never really heard scarface by himself scarface can 
He can go. So lethal. So lethal. He can go. And that's why I was like, a lot of, like, the South don't get as much credit as it should. Because, I mean, Jay Prince apparently is still, you know, (laughs) still out here ready to bust heads. I see. (laughs) And get get people right. But having to insert himself in it, that Drake and Pusha T drama. Well, see, here's the thing. I think, I'll tell you this much. I think Kanye was actually... I think Jay Prince told Drake to chill, but I think Kanye was the one that told Pusha T to chill because as much as we love Jay Prince, as much as we love Jay Prince and we respected him, I don't think get Pusha T the man down because he's Oh, no, not him. I'm talking about Drake. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I fully believe... Now, I'm not even a huge Drake fan, but I fully believe that Drake probably did have a song that he'd have put out that it started some shit. I think even if it wasn't like That's a whole what? ass song, I think he had enough material mm-hmm. in the in the back pocket to be like, I fucked your wife and I <laughs> like, I, I fucked your wife and I know this and I know that and I know this about Pusha T. Whatever. I, I'm sure there was something. Somebody had some dirt. Here's the thing. Kanye's done enough dumb shit over the years. That's what it would have been though. It wouldn't have been against Pusha T. It wouldn't have been Pusha T. It because Pusha T really don't you know what I'm talking about? You don't really have nothing no, happening. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like only like thing, you, all you hear about is I I push weight and I love my wife. That's that's Listen, pretty much it. The only thing you can say about pushing T is everybody around you got locked up, but you. But he already let that out. He already said it. How many different ways you can say that? Mm-hmm. So it's like. Everything he had, which I do agree with you. I agree 100%. He had something in the chamber, but it would have been against Kanye West. Yes, it wouldn't have been. I'm going to agree with you on that. It would not have been anywhere near. Because Pusha T just demolished him. And, then, and it was, it's like, it was, like, even if he didn't say much of anything, bro, he he let your biggest secrets out the bag. But the worst part <laughs> about it, the worst part about it was Pusha T had more. And I think Jay Prince knew that. And that's probably why. Yeah, that's why he was like, yo. Nah. Because <laughs> look at all this stuff. Because we're going to talk about this briefly in the uh, in the uh, B okay. side. Mm-hmm. But look at all this shit that's coming out right now with Drake. I'm sure. Yeah, that's what. I'm the, sure. More than. Come on. Yeah. But we're going to move on. Because I don't want to take up yeah, too much time. I'm going to move on over to the East Coast. Um, oh, I'm sorry. How can I be in the South and not talk about cash money, young money? I, that's not fair. It's not fair because they was taking over for the nine nine and the two thousand. The two thousand. <laughs> they were listen. I think I fully believe Baby really must have some shit with him, bro. He do because Cash Money is besides everybody going to jail and shit is the second coming to me of Bad Boy in the fact that. Almost everybody on the label that was on the label at one time or the other has talked about how their money is fucked up, mm-hmm. or how they didn't get an album put out, or they don't um, they don't get paid. Like it, it's 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 something crazy happening. Mm-hmm. Cause like looking at the looking at the artists, let me look at the artists real fast. They don't really have many. They have big artists, like, and then they have some like fall in the middle category artists, where they have um, Birdman, Lord Jesus, um, Drake, Nicki Minaj, of course, Paris Hilton. What? Sorry. Uh, who is this Jacquees guy? 
He, hey, you know nah, he's hot. Yeah, he's hot right now. I've heard about him, but I've never heard his music. I, I give you, you know why you don't listen to the radio? Yeah. Yeah, I don't listen to the radio. He's hot right now. Kid cool. is hot. I mean, because I've, I've heard so much about him, but I've never heard his music. Yeah. Rich Homie Kwan, Young Thug, who I haven't heard from either mm-hmm. one of them mm-hmm. in quite a bit. Um, Juvenile and Turk, of course. Yep. They re-signed, apparently. Hey, uh, Ab, I don't know if that's accurate. I don't know if he actually signed the deal. I think they just threw his name up. I don't know if he actually signed it. It's Juvenile or Turk? No, A.R. Ab. That's a, uh, oh, I listen, yeah. I'm not... That's why I'm like, I ain't calling out everybody on here. Because <laughs> I don't know if that's actually accurate. But They definitely got compliments, though. I mean, they had some... Of course, they had back that ass up and all things Lil Wayne. But, um, look, he's not even listed on here because he's not... I don't think he's on the... He's with them anymore. No, he got Oh, they just... It says they just announced... This mm-hmm. is according to Wikipedia, so you got to take this with a grain of salt. Just announced that Young Money is no longer a joint business venture with Cash Money. Ownership mm-hmm. of the imprint has been granted entirely to Wayne as part of the legal settlements with Birdman that were finalized. So... The problem is he don't get Drake. Because remember, Drake was under Young Money, Cash Money, so he probably told him, you can however, go by yourself, you can't have none of these, but, <laughs> they ain't nobody really getting a piece of Drake because even here under the notes it says all OVO mm-hmm. sound releases uh, sounds releases are distributed through Warner Brothers. So ain't neither one of them getting all of Drake anyway. Mm-hmm. His his stuff comes out, which is why he can afford to put stuff out back to back to back to back because he has a bigger label behind him than mm-hmm. Cash Money. Uh, so how the hell he was able to do that? So why because he this... was Drake. He no, but... Drake already had money in and pool and shit before he got here. So mm-hmm. Drake is a special case. Well, well, but what bothers me is why even stay signed the cash money? Is there any way he can get out of that? I think he he probably had it's probably in his um contract or whatever that he has to be there for X amount of albums or whatever. Probably was like ten hours. It says he has six albums under them right now. But he probably has to do a certain amount of albums before he can get out. So, but, and then he can have, yeah, and then he can have just OVO under his own thing. Because I don't think OVO is under, I don't think that's a cash money thing. I think that's an, probably an imprint under Warner Brothers. I think he might want to keep doing it while he, while Drake is Drake. Because it's funny, uh, people keep thinking, oh, Drake, you know, just Drake is an anomaly, he won't. But, apparently, I think eventually people will get tired of, not being able to enjoy Drake for a full album. We ain't got tired of it yet. We ain't got tired of it yet because the nostalgia is, you know, people people still love Drake for who he is. It's not just the music, it's him. Yeah, see, he, his OVO mm-hmm. is under Warner Brothers. Right. I think he, he linked up with Cash Money because he needed the credibility, not because he needed the money. Yeah. But... That, so I mean, they don't, they don't only things keeping them afloat for real. Because let's keep it real, the this rich gang, I guess that's the Jacquees, Rich Homie Kwan, Young Jacque- Thug yeah, gang, mm-hmm. they they're not going to keep the label afloat. You gotta have your Nicki Minaj's, your Drakes, your Lil Wayne to keep the, the label afloat. Well, no, to be honest, and Lil Drake Wayne is gone, gone now. Yeah, to be honest, well, once Drake go, that thing is gonna go. Cause yeah, because Nicki is not gonna hold the label above water. Let's be real. I mean, Drake. she might come and talk about us on Queen Radio and say we. <laughs> I'm not about that I, first of all, ain't nobody can't nobody hear this yet anyway. Right, yeah. So. <laughs> 
And we're not big enough. It's not like we're to read in the bar that will be dragging us and shit. But here's, but the, the, <laughs> here's the thing. One thing about me is I still I stand behind anything I say, and I'm sure you do too. So even if somebody did, it wouldn't bother me. It is what it is. She's not going to be able to carry care. That's real. I mean, because honestly, in the next five years, I hope she resolves whatever issue she's having right That's now. That's the problem. Because <laughs> in the next five years... If she don't find a way to reinvent herself, she's going to find herself on a, going further and further down that slippery slope. I'm going to tell you what the disadvantage is with women. For some reason with women, the Go the masses only allow, it seems like, I'm not going to say no, what no, it no. is. That's I'm, real. They only allow like one. So right now it's Queen Cardi, right? Pretty much. So it, like in the industry right now, when you talk about men, you can, you can have a Cole and a Kendrick and Everybody who's just who can kill, it's but right now, just be one right? It's, it's only one queen, and, that, and that's the bad part about it. But, and the crazy part is, it's usually for the most part, mm-hmm. it's not even the women who mm-hmm. do it, it's everybody around them who kind of manipulate it into that way. Because it's like you've had several people come out and be like, Oh, Cardi will be like, I love Remy Ma, I love Lil' Kim, and they all come out on the stage and do a set together, and the only person who's missing is Nicki. Mm -hmm. So the only one who seems like they'll eyeball out is her. So everybody's gonna keep blowing it up and blowing it up and blowing it up to make it worse than it is. Because honestly, I don't think Cardi B and the human I probably have ever spoken to each other more than they, more than a few words that they might have said to each other at the Met Gala. Mm. So for what reason would y'all have to really want to get at each other like this? True. Not a point. I'm not arguing if there's really an issue or whatever. I'm just saying the powers that be only allow for one. Mm-hmm. But Nikki doesn't make it any better with the way she handles it. Because there's a you can you gotta be especially Tell being in this game, it. being in this game almost ten years and you knowing how it goes, you just have to be able to handle it better. See, it's all good when you going way up and you recognize yo the little Kims. Remy Ma's are only attacking me because I'm here. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder to accept when you actually see somebody as a threat. Yes. Somebody that's doing number charting number one just like you. Yeah, because it's like they might be a threat to you lyrically, but that's not really what you care. Right. About. No, you care about numbers. Because let's be real. Whenever that's she talk about being about. a queen, she talks so numbers. Like, I have such and such and such and such albums and I went this. I'm like, all right, girl, but that's not what we asked you. Right, right. So now, so now <laughs> we asked Car- you, can you out rap them? So now Cardi out here breaking records, just like you once broke records, Bruh. and now Cardi out here smashing records. She she broke even after throwing a show. She's still out here getting and invited yo, to because that's what people was. That's what she said. She was like, "Oh no, I've gotten offers since this and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Don't y'all understand? People want Cardi because they want Cardi. We can fuck about whole, her throwing a shoe at Nicki so, Minaj." So 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 here's the thing: when you say you making us look bad. And then she turns around and gets invited to events and she's winning awards and still breaking records. That makes everything you said on Queen Radio null and void. crazy. Yeah. It makes it null and void. It, it already sound sounds better. crazy because you out here doing your own sound effects and shit. Yeah. But because <laughs> it sounds legitimately <laughs> off balance. Right. But I'm going to move on from her because I... <laughs> Feel bad because I was like, I don't know if bad boy's still kicking. How could I, <laughs> how could I ever forget... My love, Janelle Monet. She is on Bad Boy. Even if she's under her own imprint, Wonderland. She is on Bad Boy. Apparently, it's her. Let me see. Her. Diddy. 
Okay. Cassie. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly, French Montana, and Quincy, who he claimed is his kid, but it's actually Albu Show's kid. I didn't know that for a long time. And then I looked at him and I was like, that little boy looked just like Albu Show. Surely it's Albu Show's kid. But that's another, <laughs> another story for another day. But yeah, I completely forgot about that. Mm. But. That, so they've managed to stay relevant all these all these years. Mm-hmm. Because looking at the list of their former artists, there were some people who was out who was popular in the early aughts, in the 2010s and whatnot. And let's see here. They're looking at the, the number of albums that have come out of Bad Boy is crazy. Mm-hmm. Even though... Now this is what I wanted to get to. Why does everybody get on Bad Boy <laughs> and either go to jail mm-hmm. or find some somebody's God and drop off the map? Like <laughs> looking at like looking at this. All right. So I'm right now a few of these acts. Craig Mack. He passed away, but before he passed away, he was in what some call a cult mm-hmm. and had completely gone off the grid from hip hop. Period. Biggie passed away. Total, 112, who was... They, came, they tried to come back and they ain't work. Um, the Locks, Black Rob, Carl Thomas, Shine, who went to jail and then became a... What is he, a Jew now? Is he a... Yep. It's like an Orthodox Jew or something mm-hmm. like that. And he's in like Belize or some shit like that. G-Dep is in jail. And I like G-Dep lyrically. Loon is in jail. Not a big fan of his. I was not a Loon fan at not all, no. bro. But G Depp and Black Rock. Oh, listen, I, I was like, ain't a Loon a bird? <laughs> ain't that a bird? But G Depp and Black Rock got busy on the mic. I they did. A fan, they did. They I don't busy. know what happened to Black Rock. Did he go find the Loon? Is he in jail too? Everybody's in jail. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. Eight Ball and MJG. <clears throat> no, they was on Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. The band. <laughs> Bad boy, this is bad boy. <laughs> walk for Yo, some I'm sorry. Yeah, walk for that. I want y'all to walk. <laughs> I want y'all to walk. <laughs> I can't even get it together. <laughs> I'm trying to be saying Chappelle, and I can't because I always think about it and start yeah, laughing with the fucking Cambodian breast milk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about it was I was watching that episode while I was at work, but I was down at FDR where all the Cambodians are. Yo. And they were setting up their little markets, and I'm just sitting there like, I would Mm-mm. see the skit. The Brand Cambodian breast milk skit. <laughs> that joke was funny. But uh, B5, oh my God. Kalina. Who is from Philly? I really want to give her love, but she ain't really done. She's not. Uh, she hasn't done anything. The one who was in Dirty Money with uh, mm. Dawn from Danny the King. I mean, I'm glad I don't know that. She was on uh, Love and Hip Hop for a little minute too. Uh, Young Jock, Lord Jesus, and we see where he's falling to. Danny Kane is trying to make a comeback with just the three of them. No. Why I don't know. I know and then Day Twenty Six. Day Twenty Six wasn't bad. I no. enjoyed Day Twenty Six. I know. Get up. Well, the one good thing to come out of um, come out of one of them making the band shows, because Danny became I liked a couple of the songs and but I was like I'm not gonna buy an album of y'all. Mm-hmm. I actually had a Day Twenty Six album. Don't ask me why, but um, mm, 
Oh, so I thought the first one was good, right? The first one was good. Yeah. But I I still don't know what made me get up and be like, you know, I'm going to go buy a Day 26 album. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, I think what they had going for them, because looking at the, because they also list their uh, production group, the Hitmen. Mm. You know, that's the infamous mm. production group that Stevie J is part of. Oh, Jesus. Shout out, Stevie J. <laughs> but they had that on their side. To have an in-house production group that was really cranking out hits like that mm. was, I mean, mm. you got everything you need, really. You yes. got singers, you got rappers, and you got a production team mm. that's really, really hitting. Right. I mean, because Death Row had Dr. Dre, but once Dr. Dre left, oh, was nobody. the fuck was is nobody. we doing? Right. No it's thing. a shit show over here. Yeah, because everybody was wilding, everybody could rap, but there was no real, really good producer. They are one of the, I will say, they're one of the labels that almost everybody here that was out back in the 90s that they had, I still listen to their stuff. Mm. I can't say that for everybody else. Like, there's a few folks here and there that I, I fuck with, um, like, you know, Tupac, and I got a... I got a couple songs off the Chronic still on my phone. Like the Chronic's not a bad album. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front like it is like it is. But um and some of Snoop Dogg's early stuff, but for real, most of the that's pretty much it, which I would've fucked with them regardless. But all this stuff, Biggie, Ready to Die, Craig Mac oh now. I'm not gonna lie and pretend like I listen to the Craig Mac album. I listen to the Flavor in Your Ear remix mm-hmm. and I move on. But Faith Evans' first album was a shit, and so was her second album. Mm-hmm. Total one twelve. I mean, Big was cheating. Of course, it was tough. <laughs> He's such a dick. When, they, when <laughs> niggas cheat, women make That's the real, best albums. People were saying for the longest that Mary J needed to be sad again mm-hmm. so she can make good music. But fact. then she got divorced, and it still wasn't like the same Mary J. You know why? Because. She was right. happily divorced. Yeah, because she was like, was I'm ready to get rid of this nigga. Yeah. kick rocks. Yeah, she was, he was a bum. He was trying to rob her, so yeah. But uh, P. Diddy, oh, Puff Daddy in mm-hmm. the family, sorry. That was the shit, bro. It was several records on that album. I was just like, yo, this, that Jones popping. I still listen to it. Yeah. It's all about the Benjamins. I really be. Don't let that little Kim verse come on nowhere. With the B, huh? Exactly. I will. I don't care where I'm at. <laughs> or uncensored at all. And I kick shit like a nigga do. I'll be, I'll be really drunk. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out Sheik Nooch for that hood. But um, the locks, money, power, respect. Tough record. Classic. <sighs> Bruh. Biggie, Born Again. Black mm. Rob, Life Story. I never listened to that John Pass. Whoa. I never listened to that whole album. Carl Thomas. Bruh, that I, that I Wish record was a monster. That album went platinum. It had to be just cause I wish. No, but, but that's too. But but um, no, wasn't wasn't uh, let me see. Was I wish on the same on the same album? No, it wasn't Summer Rain. Summer it Rain. was Summer Rain. Summer the Rain. The album was tough. I like emotional. That album. I wish and Summer Rain is on the same album. But you bought the album cause I wish. You ain't buy the joint because it was like, ooh, emotional's on here. <laughs> like nobody was running out like. I really you bought that joke at the most. I like the record. <laughs> I like the record. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I like the record. I ain't gonna lie. I like somewhere. I like emotional. Um, but I'm gonna tell you when I really got into it. When I heard this song, it's called Baby Making Music. I believe mm. I like the song, man. The, the, the album was dope. See, now I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it because I haven't listened to that album in a minute. 
just when you thought they was gonna fall off, here they come with Shine and um, that rock, that record. Whoa! <laughs> yes. Every time I think Shine, yeah, right. <laughs> Whoa! My brother was really trying to understand what he was saying because they was really saying it in the car. I was like, bro, <laughs> we don't understand nothing. Nothing. You're talking about let it go. And then here they come back with uh, one twelve and peaches and cream, <laughs> Bruh <laughs> Peaches and cream. Peaches and cream. Yes, I need it because you know that I'm a fiend. Niggas is twelve years old. Exactly. You don't need not nary a peach. Not nary. Matter of fact, y'all little girls don't even wipe well enough to be talking about peaches and cream. And y'all boy, <laughs> you getting in some peaches and cream, little boy? You gonna be like, ugh, this ain't peaches uh, and cream. Oh God. <laughs> oh, she said she was wiping from back to front. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sick. I gotta go. Nasty twelve-year-old girls talking about peaches and cream. Listen, I I gotta move on. My head hurt. Like, (laughs) oh, but yeah, Faith hasn't put out another album, which was dope. That had Mm. some bangers on it. I really like that album. Can't believe you get no love. I love you. Burning up. That joint had Mm -hmm. some Ari Jones on there, but after that, it started kind of going downhill. (laughs) Because we had like the Bad Boys Two soundtrack. Mm. I had the Bad Boys Two soundtrack. I'm like, what front? But then we got the band. Uh, and then we got Lou. My hood. My no, hood, see, my, and that's don't even count it's though. I'm just going wait, yo. Damn, uh, that bad boy did me wrong. Uh, hey man, listen, I like Puff for the ad libs on that song. Yes, I, I'm not gonna lie, cause he is drunk. Yeah. Okay. Sugar Knight was right. You don't want. You want to. No, Come I'm over a, here when you don't got the producer all in the videos. No, all on the so- I want my <laughs> producer. The only reason why I want bit because I feel like Puff can dance. I want, I want Puff in my video. Your video is sure, but he was literally on every song. Probably so that he would be able to get something That's the out problem. of this On every fucking song. Like, literally. He found a way. <laughs> He found a way. It's like, my man, how you get on the I Wish remix? We what just... We <laughs> I'm going to tell you what hurt me about Puff. When when uh, him and Kiss got into it on the radio, they was over the phone. And Kiss was asking, who owns your man publishing? He was talking about Big. And Big was dead. That's when I was like, damn, Puff, you couldn't get a publishing to his mom? Like, come on. What, what about his kids? Like, come on. Side note. Every time I hear about Jada Kiss or the locks beefing with Diddy, I always think about that skills rap where he was like, the locks got mad at Diddy and Kiss hit him with a refrigerator. I don't know why. I always think about that. No, Styles peeped through the chair. I know, but it wasn't like, of course, it's skills. He got to make it funny. Yeah. But it was just like, why he say he slapped him with a refrigerator? I'm going to tell you like this. If Styles would have threw that chair, them boys have been paying Diddy back to this day. Right. <laughs> he had got hit with that jump. <clears throat> but, yeah, because uh, Diddy ain't about that life. Nah, but, but it just, like, it was, after that, it got spotty for a while. Because yeah. they had, like, that, that new edition album. Remember when new edition was on? Oh, yeah. Bad Boy for a little hot second. Hot yes, and they was in a video wearing Tim's and Can leather jackets and shit. Yes. And then it's like, all right, the Biggie duets came out, and I was just like, listen, uh, we need to stop here. Yeah, okay? yeah, we I, need to take a break. Come on, Jazzy I fucking Faye. hated that Biggie duets album, bro. Uh, come on, Jazzy Faye. When that Nasty Girl song came out, I was just like, everybody go away. 
just don't like we stop this. That's like that Michael album that came, Michael Jackson album that came out. Yeah. We had that duet with duet quote unquote with I with Icon Acon. Yeah. I was like, no, see, we need to take a moment. But, but we are, that's the threw me off about the Biggie duets because it was just like okay, like what is this here for? Yeah, like well, come on, man, stop trying to profit off this man death. Like it's it's a rap. It's over, puff. It's over. Because at that time, what did you have going for you besides Young Jock? But here's the thing. <laughs> no, Jack went platinum. I did not fucking know saying. that, bro. That's what I'm saying. My like, man went platinum off. It's there, going down, and I know you see it. There was no <laughs> reason for him because he was he was he was getting some southern artists. At least I thought he was going in that direction. I thought he was too because uh, he did bad. have um the homeboy. What's the boy's name? Them boys. Them fr- it's the boys, boys in the hood. Yeah. Boys for profit. Then he also had them franchise boys. No, that wasn't them. That, that was so deaf, I think. No, no, no. I'm saying, oh, I thought, oh, okay. I think that was but I thought he was going the southern route. So I'm like, if you're going the it southern route. It looked like he was because at the time when Young Jock and uh, 8 Ball and MJG came out, you had Gorilla Zoe. So it looked like he was trying to like coast into that Boys in the Hood. If he was if he was gonna do that, that would have been cool. But there was no reason to do a Biggie duet if he wanna do that. There that was, was no just it was that. just too much. And then you see it start picking up again because you have like Janelle Monae gets signed. She starts releasing her stuff, and then uh, Diddy Dirty Money, they uh, start releasing stuff. Machine Gun Kelly, French Montana, and that's crazy because a lot of people don't know Machine Gun Kelly was doing this thing. Yeah, he. I'm looking at his albums and they've all gone gold. Yeah, nobody knew. And the crazy, most of them, there's one that didn't most go people gold. don't even. Actually, you know who stamped Machine Gun Kelly DMX? You know, I heard that. Yeah, and stamped him. This is the thing. I heard his his um because I was going to get into that and then I was just like, I don't, I don't really want to talk <laughs> about it, but. I heard his this record and it wasn't horrible. Like I thought it was gonna be garbage because I really don't listen to Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't horrible. I was. Let me be honest with you. A lot of people say, "Oh, Eminem." I thought at first when I listened to it, I was like, "I think I got caught up in the nostalgia of Eminem" because I was saying Eminem won. But then I went back and I listened to it again. I was like, "Hmm, do I like Eminem's record better than MGK's?" Record-wise. I was going... We going to, we are going to talk briefly mm. about the... Do we like the Eminem this strong? Because... That I do want to... I, I do want to touch on a minute. Only because of a couple of things that came out of that. Mm. But... Let me see where we are in time. Because I don't... I really don't want to run too far. Because we got a couple things to talk about in the B-side. And uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Like I'm leaving out some some big folks here we might have to cut it there cause I don't I don't wanna have y'all in here all night you know it's um it's all fun and games we be sitting in here bullshitting for two hours but my lovely husband has to edit this so hey, yeah. hey, yeah, we, we oh god bro just looking at her it's like makes me feel bad about myself <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> that's real man like why is it, why is she built like that? <laughs> Ugh, it just makes me sad. I was gonna say why is she built like that? Like it's not a bad thing, but it's just like, girl, <laughs> come on, you out here making us all look bad. Sorry. Y'all also not dancers and singers, like. Bro, look, that don't mean that's shit. That's like me being mad at Terry Crews. Listen, 
I nigga played in the league, and he, I'm not doing that. It don't matter. But we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know I missed a few. Don't bite my head off. I know there's plenty of other ones that we didn't get to touch on, mm-hmm. but it's only an hour and a half to an hour 45 minute show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's really, if you really feel that strongly about it, let me know. I am going to set up a, um, an email for the show shortly. Um, make sure that turntables at Gmail is not taken because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be like, I don't want to give y'all the, um, I don't want to give y'all the address and it's not right. Um, so that's coming up after this gets posted. Like these all go live because as we're recording this, we have about four episodes, but they haven't gone live yet. So once they go live, I'll, um, put all of the, I'll put the email in the show notes. So... I'm going to move on to the B-side for the day. So we were just talking about Eminem. Mm. Mm. And whether you liked his record better than MGK's. What do you think? Do you like his his diss track better than MGK's? Because I can't really, lyrically, I don't think I'll be able to say that. But I'm going to let you go ahead. I think Eminem... I'm going to tell you why I think uh, at first I thought it was better, but I'm going to tell you why. I don't think I really did a good job comparing them at first. Mm -hmm. I think I was just happy that Eminem was out of a trash phase. (laughs) No, because the thing about the record was I finally heard something from him that wasn't garbage, that didn't let me down. Mm -hmm. So I was automatically ready to crown it. Mm -hmm. Which I think a lot lot of people make the mistake in hip-hop and... But once I actually lived with it for a while and I went back with MGK, I was like, nah, this ain't better than MGK's record. First of all, lyrically, wow. I gotta be honest. That's wild. Lyrically, I didn't think it was better. And song-wise, I didn't think it, I thought the lyrics were good. But song-wise, lyrically, I think what caught me up, first of all, I finally heard something from him that wasn't garbage. And I think also his tone when he rapped. Mm-hmm. That tone can make you think that it's a lot harder than it actually is. I will agree. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not going to ever shit on Eminem lyrically. No. Eminem is a lyrical beast. Mm-hmm. However, it was... I feel like that that record had spots in it where it was just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, I feel like that subtle jab or not so subtle jab at Diddy mm-hmm. was worse than and the MGK shit. I was like, and then you come back at the end of the record like... You know I'm just playing Diddy. You know I love you. But no, bro. No, I, I don't you care. Too. You said that shit. That's wild. That's the wildest thing I heard in the record. And mm-hmm. it was like, you saying stuff that we already knew about, bro. Right. Like, you're not saying anything about MGK that that's going to make that's making me go, ooh, ooh, that hurt. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Because it's like, at this point, I'm over all of this nonsense. Mm. Because I was kind of over it after I heard what all was happening. Like, the fact that he said... Um, his daughter was hot and then he got mad and it was like a whole thing and this is from like six or seven years ago mm-hmm. and I was just like alright y'all like you should've you should've G-checked bull yeah and then that was it and let that shit rot because it wasn't like you I mean you should check bull because he is old enough to know better because this was six years ago yeah that's right we looked this up last time mm-hmm. this was six years ago MGK was in his early 20s and Haley. Um, which is him right. was 16 and so he's too old for real for real to be lusting over old girl right but so like I said you should have G-checked his ass mm-hmm. let right. him know 
And if you wanted to air them out, air them out then. Right. Because now. now it's just like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And, and that's my whole point about it because, listen, I don't think, rap is, a, rap is using a brand, so I don't always think it's a young man's sport. But I think if you're Eminem, at this point, forget about battling. You should be trying to prove to the people that you can still make a great body of work. I think that's, but I think him coming out and battling this part was him trying to prove to people that he still had it regardless. Like, he can still murder you on a record. Mm. Because a lot of people, I, after listening to the album, I understood how some people could be like, I'm not here for it. Mm. Because at first listen, I was just like, I'm not going to say I hate this album, but I'm definitely not going to say it's the best thing I've heard from him. Um, but I think everybody, like you said, was so amped. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Everybody was so amped because it was a better album than the last two had been. That they were just so quick to brand it as fire. Right. When it's like, when you really listen to it, because I like listening to lyrics. I like breaking down what they're saying, really digesting it. And I was just like, I, I, I don't. <laughs> it was. It was. I'm shaking my fist at y'all kids on my lawn. Yeah. And that's not to say that he didn't have some alright songs on there, and that he wasn't really out here trying to rap again. Like he was really trying to go at y'all, but it wasn't. The replay value ain't there. You hear it You know what? I'll give you. That. I feel like a lot of people now have been putting out stuff mm-hmm. where it's like. This is cool, but I don't know if I would sit back and listen to this over and over and over again. Which hurts me, because I'm going to tell you right now, off rip, I'm going to name a few albums that came out this year that have had a, a lot more replay value than Eminem's album, which I don't think is a bad album. Mm-hmm. Nipsey Hussles, to me. I listen to Nipsey Hussle. You know, well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. J-Rock. I didn't listen to all of J-Rock's um, First album, but I do like that one song. The... Uh, the beginning attracted me the, uh, the intro blood my thing is if you're at a point in your career where J-Rock who I love I love J-Rock as an artist but he's third at best on TDA sure is. if his album Not has more that. replay value than yours as a GOAT you should probably think about letting this thing go but I feel like <laughs> I feel like J Rock did have something because that album probably sounds as good as it is because he as good as it does because he has something to prove. Okay, after sounds... being gone for so long yeah. and having come like come overcoming the whole accident and all of that, he he has something to prove. So I'm I understand that, but, but, but I agree. No, no, no. My thing is it's crazy to me because it's like. Wouldn't they both? Because 90059 to me still has replay value. Um, That came out in 2015. But even like with Eminem, it's like, all right, you had three bad albums, bro. You got something to prove. Like, this is true. You know what I'm saying? But, it's, a, you, but it's like, you got to play devil's advocate here. Like, do you really have something to prove? Yeah, because you're the GOAT. Because you already been out here. You've been around the block a couple That's times. True. It's, That's you gotta, true. Yeah, you got to. Eminem's at the point in his career where he could do the I'm old, fuck it. Uh, he's at the point in the career where he could do the sensual seduction him. Snoop Dogg he uh, could do that if he wanted yeah, to he's not true. going to no, but, but he, he can, can put out what he wants mm. and people are going to buy it because he's Eminem that's real nostalgia wins you're right nostalgia it does wins. nostalgia does nostalgia win in a lot of cases wins. yeah hey listen uh, well, my favorite rapper nostalgia won who Jay Z listen I can call it what it is the Carters 
I'm not listening to that. Oh, listen. When I heard the Ape Shit song, I was like, this is a Migosis song, okay? I knew yes, I know I said Migosis. I called them the Migosis. I'm going to tell you what that album was. I need to stay out the doghouse. That was... You know what? I think that album was supposed to be in the, the trilogy, the closing of the trilogy of Lemonade, 444, and then them two doing the albums together. But they're trying to keep up with what's going on. That's not smart. Y'all J and I'm like, but y'all have court, but let's talk about it. They have two different core audiences. All right, right. However, her core audience at this time is going to win out. Right. Because they buy records. Yeah. They buy concert tickets. So appeal to them mm-hmm. before you appeal to his. Yeah, that's true. So it's just like you a Jay-Z fan. Mm-hmm. You gave the album a listen because you can get an album a listen regardless. Yeah. But... Uh, Beyonce fans will run out and buy that shit at 12.01 a.m. No, I can't argue that. You're right. So, but, and they're going to buy a concert ticket. Sure will. They will pay that three, four, five, six hundred dollars to see Beyonce. And, and they know that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're right. They're, You're that's right. a smart business decision. You're right. May have been a lackluster album. Smart business decision. You're right. But the one thing I want to talk about that came out of this that was completely left filled. Your man, Ja Rule. <laughs> Did you hear about this? I heard. Did you this, hear about okay, this? Okay, I know. Listen, please don't kill me for what I'm about to say. It's not that he was he was ever anything like the LeBron and Red. That's not what I'm saying. But can we give him credit that he was being bombed on by the top MCs in the game all at once? Here's the thing. That's not untrue. What he said wasn't untrue. I was with you until you said, hashtag, I'm the LeBron of this rap shit. And then I was like, it's over, Jeffrey. Go back home. I'm sick of your shit. Why would you do this? Okay. I was like, all right, you're right. I'm like, you don't really need to insert yourself in this conversation. Fine. (laughs) But you're not lying. This did happen when you were hot. Everybody was gunning for your neck. I get that. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Until, mm. until, until he said LeBron, and then I was like, "See, now you done fucked everything up." Right, but what that's makes- like that's like having somebody come in that is not black mm-hmm. and be down for the call, and then be like, "Nigga," and be like, "Wait, Wait see, you see fucked you. up." <laughs> we was good. But what? Here you come. Like, come on, why you do that? I'm gonna tell you what made it worse. When he got on Instagram and said, I'm sorry, Syracuse, I can't make it. And then 50 Cent trolled him and was like, yeah, I couldn't make it because I only sold 10 tickets. Because what? When I saw... Oh, excuse me. My bad, y'all. Oh, long day. Go ahead. No, basically, I don't know if 50 Cent was trolling him and teasing him or just like making shit up. I don't know if it was true. Bruh. I, will, I believe it. Do you know this fool is coming to, I think, the Electric Factory soon? And he is, like, the big headliner name. But guess who's beneath him? Like, I guess it's the opening act. Method Man and Red Man. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what parallel universe are we living in? Yeah, uh, uh, no, no way. I was like, why is Ja Rule's name so big? <laughs> like, that's... That's for open yeah. necks and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's kinda of the same way I felt when I saw Nas was opening for Lauren Hill. I was like, this gotta be because y'all cool because you're mm-hmm. not gonna convince me. Mm-hmm. 
But that's a perfect segue into our next story. Because Nas and Santa Gold, who was a Philly native, uh, big ups to her, because I like Santa Gold. But they were apparently opening for Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. Here she go again, the running joke of the show. It's a damn shame, bro, because I really respected Lauren Hill mm. as an MC and as an artist. And then ever since I started this show, she has done something crazy, like, every other week. But that's neither here nor there. made so, her like this. I didn't make... <laughs> so, apparently, somebody added Santa Gold on... Um, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't speak the social media lingos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he laughing at me. <laughs> they tagged. Mm-hmm. There we go. I get. I got it. Hey, it's a Facebook <laughs> term, but go ahead. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> but Santa Gold didn't perform. Mm-hmm. So somebody was like, "Yo, what do you like? What happened? I bought these tickets because I wanted to see you perform before Lauren Hill came on. Blah blah blah." And she comes back and she says, I'm so sorry that you bought your tickets Mm. and you didn't get to see me perform. But I got there and there was a note that said that I, but they didn't have time to accommodate for my set due to production issues. Mm. So I was like, Mm. girl, (laughs) what? I, and I was just like, what the fuck? So I'm sitting here like, um, that's the toughest way. Exactly. So I want to I want to pull the tweet up so I know exactly what happened before I go in here and say the wrong thing. Oh God, is this picture? I think this picture is from the Philly show. Yeah, that's from the Philly show because that she looked crazy that day. Um, what did she say? Oh, so somebody actually, um, somebody asked her where she was at, mm-hmm. and then she she tweeted that thing out saying that she got there and they said she couldn't perform. Then somebody else asked her what happened in Portland, and she said, "I hope you're not ill." And she said, "Nope, not sick. So sorry, I wasn't able to perform for you all. Nope, I saw from." Lauren Hill's management team read due to production issues, the Miseducation 20th anniversary tour is unable to accommodate Santa Gold's performance this evening. Mm. So you mean to tell me that you put up a note Mm. that said you couldn't accommodate my set due to production issues and ain't nobody come to me and nobody explained why? So then she comes out a little later um, and says she'll no longer be performing on the Miseducation Lauren Hill tour at the following days due to the tour organizer's decision to reduce the support. Mm. So it sounds like they decided they was going to take out some of these opening acts because I told y'all I saw her and it was four opening acts. Mm. Nobody needs four opening acts. Um, so that was Vancouver, San, um, Seattle, Phoenix, and Denver. Cool, whatever. But then a story comes out about her showing up three hours late again for a show. Girl, what are you doing? Oh, and Nas was apparently dropped too, but then he came back out on Twitter and said he's going to be back in February in New Zealand as part of the world tour. Whatever. I don't know if I'm going to keep trying after I've been dropped. But why do you want to, why does she do this? Like, people already don't take you serious at this point. Mm. 
Right. But, I mean, like, you've been showing up late for years, doing crazy renditions of your songs and rearranging them and everything, mm-hmm. and then you put out that that letter after Robert Glasper comes out and says something against you because I guess you figure what he says might have some credence because he's a person in the industry and nobody has ever really come out against her for real. Right. Besides the Fuji's and shit. And then you start doing this shit. Like, girl, what are you doing? I think it might be time to just hang it up. Like, That's let real. that shit ride. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Because why are we still doing this? The fact that people still buying tickets, because I bought a ticket for the Warren Hill show. I got sucker too. But I bought mine on Groupon. Everybody's not buying tickets on Groupon, bro. Mm-mm. All right. And she out here doing shenanigans like this. How are you kicking other grown-ass people who are artists like you off tours and not... I'm not even consulting with them, really. You're leaving notes. Huh? you just leaving notes around. Like, the fuck? That's just weird, bro. Yeah. And that just makes everything that has come out seem even more credible. It's just... It's weird to me. Like See, the thing about Lauren Hill to me, like, right now, from what I can read, it seemed like... And I'm not saying this is true by any means, but it seemed like she had, she just wanted, wanted to attach her name to theirs mm-hmm. to get some more attraction. Mm-hmm. But and at then, the same yeah, but then at the same time, say it's some production issues. In other words, I'm not gonna cut you all the way out. Like, so you ha, can ha I got friends. you here. Yeah, so we can remain friends, but you ain't finna get all this money. It's like, ha ha, I got y'all here. I got y'all to buy a ticket because y'all wanted to see X, Y, and Z person and me. Now yeah. it's just me. Yeah. And you got to wait. Like, what? You got to wait. If You'll you still see them now. You're going to be showing up three hours late. Why cut the number of artists? Like, I, uh-huh. that's out of pocket. But I'm going to move on because I I am actually tired of talking about Laura Hill because she is still, even with all the issues, still one of my favorite women MCs. I hate the word FMC. Uh, still one of my faves, but it is and it's disheartening. I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm gonna be real with you, man. Rhapsody might take that spot. No, I didn't say she's my favorite. Just one of, because I don't believe it has to just be one. Oh no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't wild. even. I wasn't even uh, referring to like you, like as far as like, just you favorite. mean just in general. Yeah, just in general, man. Rhapsody's dope. Ooh. I thoroughly enjoy her because we're going to redo that that top five we did mm-hmm. we're going to do it since it's just net, just the two of us now mm-hmm. we'll just do a top five with women and men because that other one probably will never come out mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm move on to a bit of ratchetry mm-hmm. now we skipped a week so we missed the whole Cardi B and Nicki Minaj fight and the rumors that there was a Faith Evans and Mary J Blige fight <laughs> fucking hilarious but that didn't really happen by the way we're not going to spread that rumor. They weren't even in the same. Just the crazy part. They weren't even in the same place. Some blogger made that shit up trying to get like some traction on a site or whatever. But mm. so we're going to skip the Cardi B and Nicki Minaj thing because that's already been talked to death. Mm-hmm. Our ratchetry today concerns one Aubrey Drake Graham. So <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of good. So he is suing an IG model mm-hmm. named I think Layla Lace. Um, after she falsely accused him of rape and impregnating her. Oh, come on. So, now, obviously, this stuff was already thrown out. Like, we already, they, they figured out that, that this didn't happen because he had receipts that she had been texting him crazy. Like, hey, where you at? I miss you. And then she got upset after he sent her home from the tour 
and didn't want to keep her around um, and said that it wasn't consensual and then tried to say that he got her pregnant but there was no baby mm. so I'm trying to tell him that if you must keep doing this it's going to hurt the movement but that's the thing it's not even that that right the the biggest lesson from this for this fool mm-hmm. is why are you out here hitting every bitch with the sushi literally every bitch that you have sex with what is wrong with you he refused to buy cheesesteak like my dude wrap it up that too that too why are you raw talking that's the thing he could have very well had protection with this girl because and that's why it's so blasphemous that he said she said he got her pregnant whatever but there's been way too many stories that have come out about Drake almost getting somebody pregnant. Mm-hmm. and it, Like, bro, are you just, are you allergic to latex? They have others. I, what is happening? I, nah, listen, I agree with you 100%. The thing about Aubrey, like, what's bothering me about him is he, I feel like, I don't want to say he's bored. I just feel like he, everything he's he's been doing is now coming to light. I feel like all this is just magnified because he was already famous, but he was child famous, mm-hmm. and now he's adult famous, so he can do whatever he wants because he's Drake. But it took it took for this long for this to be a thing. Like this is real. Seven years. Maybe he got tired of paying everybody because I feel like that's what was happening. He yeah, was just maybe. paying chicks, and they was like, he was like, you know what? I'm not finna deplete all my funds paying. Yeah. <laughs> so just say whatever. Yeah. But the bigger issue now. I agree with you mm-hmm. that if women are coming out here and falsely accusing men, that does, as it always has, hurt the chances that somebody is going to believe an actual story but of it, sexual assault. But it's not even. But you know what's sad about it? It's not going to be a lot. It's the reason why I say that is because y'all, for some reason, y'all, it's getting a little better. It's getting better, but only a little bit at a time. It's not great to the point where we can overlook a lie. Mm-hmm. Everything a woman is still doing, as bad as this is, is still magnified. Mm-hmm. A thousand people telling the truth, but mm-hmm. one lie discredit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It hurts it. That's and that's why I'm like, yo, right now is not the time for this. And that's why. But these women like don't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm sorry if I offend anyone because I yeah, did say every bitch. <laughs> and I know some people be like, what girl? But. <laughs> My bad. Every woman, mm-hmm. you don't That's need it. to stick the raw dog in them, You're bro. Right. You're right. No, I agree with you 100%. Don't need to do that. But here's a bigger issue with this, with Drake right now. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of rumors floating around that he's going out with an 18-year-old named Bella Harris, who is the daughter of none other than Jimmy Jam, of mm-hmm. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Wait. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Jam? Yeah. Jimmy Jam. Of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Um, and Homegirl's only 18. But there's a bunch of pictures of them hugged up and everything else. And it's just a bunch of... I'm like, bro, what what are you doing? You're 30-something. Right. He is like 31 or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Why are you out here messing with an 18 Or There's nothing that she could offer you besides Coochie that you need. And then the little girl from Stranger Things comes out and was like, we text all the time. He gives me advice about boys. And it's like, bro, this all... <laughs> Sounds sketchy as fuck. 
okay now the little girl from stranger things came out and was like you guys are always trying to make it such a big thing and blah 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 she tried to make it spin it like it was like more of a big brother thing because mm-hmm. she was like there's not a lot of people in the industry that really care and that i can ask advice i understand that part but there's no way you can explain the way this shit with the 18 year old bro mm-hmm. no way mm. It's just weird. Like, don't be out here on your Drake Kelly, okay? Mm-hmm. I need you to stop. Because we don't need no more R. Kelly's in the world. We have enough. Because. Drake, first of all, Drake's still confused as damn so. Not He not, gotta be. That's what I'm saying. Like, not sexually, but it's clear as day in terms of relationships, he's got issues. He out here trying to find himself or something. It's, it's something I would... And, and I don't have... And this is not a diss to him, but if you listen to his... From, from his music to the way he lives his life, it's clear... That he has relationship issues. Mm-hmm. So, the last thing you want to do if you got relationship issues is to be trying to counsel some 18-year-old kid and trying to tell them how they should be going about stuff. You need to fix your own shit. Bro, first of all, the little girl that he was that saying that they was texting and all of that, she's 14. The, the girl that he was allegedly in a relationship with is 18. Now, they both came out and said that wasn't true and they're not together. And because somebody said they saw him on a date and she was like, I'm not even in DC because that's where it was. Mm-hmm. She was she's a model, so she's saying she was in New York for Fashion Week, whatever. Like, you can't take a bus or a train or whatever. Definitely can take But whatever. So, I'm but I'm gonna stop expending energy mm. on the ratchetry. So, what our last story because I don't want to keep y'all in here all night. So, Lupe. Hey. Mr. Fiasco mm-hmm. dropped an album on Friday called, called Drogus Wave. Okay. It is apparently like a highly conceptual album. Um, and I have not had a chance to get through it. I feel like this is one of those albums that I have to really sit down and listen to. You know what time it is? Yep. Because I listened to the first few songs. Let me see how far I got into it. Because I was listening to it on Spotify. And it was quite a bit. Alright, I got about halfway through the album. There's a lot of songs on here. Um, But I want to say like there weren't but so many songs in the first half of the album. Where I was really like, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna go and listen to the second half of the album and see what's really good, like what's up. Because I don't know, you know, I'm a huge Lupe Fiasco fan. Mm-hmm. I've been rocking with Ball since his mixtapes. Yep. So I'm just like, all right, well, I don't want to. Here's the thing: I don't want to get my hopes up too high because he has been in and out for a while. So I don't know, but I also don't want to lower my expectations because he's been out for a while and be like oh well this is just his first like really long EP he's done in a while which is not true but I don't know I I really gotta have you listened to it at all or heard anything I'll about be it honest, I didn't even know he was dropping an album I don't think a lot of people did know he was dropping an but album but I'm gonna give it a shot um, when I do I'm gonna have to make sure I got a good night's sleep in <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm going to make sure I got time because, but it's not to say that he's boring because even with me, as much as I love highly conceptual, conceptual, I'm conceptual. Conceptual. Me, <laughs> sorry, let me stop. I'm stepping. No, I'm not. Sexual chocolate. Right, <laughs> conceptual chocolate album coming soon. No, but um, as much as I love highly conceptual albums, 
It takes energy. It takes because it takes focus for me. Yes, it takes a lot of. Focus. It's not something you can just put on in the background because that's exactly right. what happened. I tried to listen to it when I was about to leave work and coming, um, and coming home. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, and I was like, I'm not absorbing this like I'm, I think I'm supposed to. Right. So I just, ah, bro, I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm gonna have to see what exactly is going on with it because I haven't listened to any of, um, any of his albums for real except, I mean, until, I'm sorry, I wasn't any of them since um, what's it called, Tetsuo and Youth. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to any of the Drogas albums. Um, Cause there, he's had a few um, that came out since then, and I haven't listened to him. Man, I haven't been listening to my. I I done dug up Saha the Prince album from last year. Mm. I've been listening to No Dope on Sundays. I'm binging on that. Listen to him. Oh, sorry, y'all. I think that's a cue to exit. The very last thing I wanted to say mm-hmm. because I thought it was so funny, Lil Wayne. <laughs> Pump fake. Pump yeah. fake. So wait. Now listen, I went and did a little background into this and supposedly he never said that it was coming out. Mm-mm. Other people started saying it was coming out. Mm-hmm. So people expected it to come out today. Nobody knew Lupe's was coming. Everybody just knew for sure the Carter Five was coming. And it didn't. The thing about <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna help him. I think that might hurt him. That's a thing, but that's I, I think it might hurt him too. But and I never thought I would do this in his defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that he did it. I don't think he was the one because wasn't it Floyd Mayweather who tweeted something about the twenty first or some shit? It might have been. And everybody was like, "Oh, the Carter Five coming out at midnight." And like you know how shit blew up on the internet. Yeah. I don't know if he ever said it was coming out because I think that's what he came out and said the next day, right? He's like, "I never said the album was coming out on twenty first. Who told mm-hmm. y'all that lie?" Ain't it also, isn't, uh, isn't it still tied up in litigation? Yeah. No, so, no, they settled. We're talking about him and Birdman, right? Yeah. No, they settled. He got uh, 51% of Young Money from what I heard, and Birdman gets 49%. And is the Carter Five included in the... I don't think so, because Lil Wayne's not even on that roster. He's not even under cash money. He's yeah, he's not. Money. Not anymore, yeah, but... So. Okay. I th- and I think well, Lil Wayne also gets his money, and... The, the thing about the Lil Wayne thing, the reason why I said it might hurt him, he's got nothing to do with him. This generation, you know they short dance to just any shit. The minute you put out a trash record or you piss them off, they're done with you. I mean, because it's Lil Wayne, I think he might get, get a little leeway, but... Yeah, right. if, if we if we step up to the plate and help, like our generation, the 25s and ups, the 30s... But that's his, that's his core audience. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey... Will he release the Carter Five? <laughs> Is everybody done with Lil Wayne? <laughs> Will we ever see that album? Will it see the light of day? Because Baby has a hold on it in Cash Money. Find, Find out. out on the yeah. next episode so, of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> but <laughs> so we are going to close out right there because I am tired mm. <laughs> and I am ready to go to bed. Mm. So. That has been an episode, or that has been, this has been an episode of Turntables. Y'all see, I'm really sleepy out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let the folks know where to find you. Hey, so Buff underscore Brain 88 on Instagram, Mayor underscore Franklin on Twitter. 
um, Mayor Franklin on Facebook, Left underscore Brain eighty eight also on Facebook. Like my fan page. Um, not saying you're a fan. I'm gonna say you're a family member. I ain't getting invited to no barbecues over the summer, but that's all fine and dandy. Cause guess what? <laughs> it's winter time coming up. It's that's time right. Invite me to Thanksgiving dinner. Exactly. Thanksgiving dinner. Thanksgiving dinner. You got Halloween parties going on. Christmas dinner. I'm open for all of them, but don't give me no that ass Christmas sweater. Oh, okay. And tell the folks about your podcast. Oh yeah, drunk thoughts, sober time. Uh, so <laughs> where's um, Ant when you need him? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> drunk thoughts for your sober time. Ant, stop. Ant, <laughs> Ant, you were good the first time, but didn't like this one. But yeah, man, check out drunk thoughts, sober time. Another episode is up. I'll be putting another one out soon. So plenty of content for you to enjoy. All right, and um, I of course want to give a shout out to Spaces Philly, um, who puts out this podcast for us the lovely folks over at spaces check out uh, mark and dark show um check out both sides uh, their new show well fed um which is their first like um what web series jesus i'm really having a moment over here um also check out my lovely husband's podcast nerdgasm talk and no gimmicks needed and um you know hopefully he'll come back and uh chill with us yeah Right. Grab a cup of coffee next time. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna grab me a cup of coffee before I do this again because I I'm about ready to pass out on the table <laughs> right. right now. But it's all good. Uh, thank y'all for rocking with us, and uh, the turntables crew is out. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.